Hello and welcome to the next episode in our digital download series. I'm Lizzie Williams, I'm a senior associate in the dispute resolution group at Harbottle and Lewis. In this podcast series we are discussing topical issues in the digital and tech world and giving you our expert steer on the legal issues they give rise to. Each fortnight we will interview some of our colleagues on a tricky tech topic and today's guests are Sasha Wilson, a partner, and Shana Patel, an associate, both of whom are in our data protection group. I'll be asking them about recent data protection enforcement trends in the UK and across the EU in the post-Brexit and post-pandemic world. So let's get started. Sasha, before we get into the detail, it might be helpful for our listeners if you could explain a bit of background on how Brexit has affected the enforcement landscape and what it means for businesses worried about GDPR fines at the moment. Sure. The first thing to be aware of is one of the effects that Brexit had was to create a separate version, effectively, of the GDPR in the UK. So following Brexit, we now have the EU GDPR. So that is the pre-existing GDPR as it was effectively pre-Brexit that applies in the European member states. And then in the UK, we have our own separate version called the UK GDPR. And we also have the UK Data Protection Act. Now, the implications of that is that we have two enforcement regimes given that the EU GDPR has extraterritorial effect in the UK but we also have the UK GDPR so it's theoretically possible for a business which operates in different countries to be fined by the ICO in the UK and then to be fined by a European supervisory authority in a member state because previously or at least currently for member states and businesses operating in Europe, they can benefit from the one-stop shop. And that's a coordination mechanism that allows some sort of coordination and cooperation between the different supervisory authorities. Whereas now following Brexit, UK companies don't benefit from that, unfortunately. Thank you. Shana, would you mind talking us through what trends we've seen in enforcement over the last few years? Sure. Since 2019, There's been a steady rise in the overall number of fines, which we'd expect to see since, as most people know, the EU GDPR came into force in 2018. So since 2020, there's been an impressive rise in not only the number, but also the amounts of fines. For example, in the EU, we saw a 50 million euro fine issued to Google and a 35.5 million euro fine issued to H&M. In the UK, we saw the Marriott International Hotels being fined £18.4 million and British Airways being fined £20 million, which I'm sure our listeners have heard about. Thanks, Shana. Now, our next question is whether the pandemic has affected enforcement at all and what the landscape looks like now in 2021 as we emerge from the depths of COVID. Yeah, well, at the start of the pandemic, we saw the ICO initially announce that there'd be considerable rollback in the enforcement work. Following this, there was indeed a noticeable slowdown in fines issued, not only in the UK, but across Europe from March 2020 through to May 2020. However, data protection authorities maintained the pandemic would not be an excuse for poor compliance. The pace of the fines then started to pick up again around June 2020, with DPA seemingly getting back to business. For example, the summer of 2021 was particularly eventful for big tech. You may have heard that in July 2021, Amazon was hit with the biggest GDPR fine issued to date by the DPA in Luxembourg, which amounted to 746 million euros over the way it uses customer data for targeted advertising. Then in September, the Irish DPA hit Facebook-owned WhatsApp with a fine of 225 million euros relating to a breach of transparency requirements under the GDPR, including how the company provided information to data subjects about processing their personal information and the sharing of that between WhatsApp and other Facebook companies. 
I'd add to that, Shana, what's particularly interesting about that fine from the Irish Data Protection Commissioner is that prior to that, there had been a lot of criticism amongst privacy circles and in the media of the Irish Data Protection Commissioner, Helen Dixon, saying that they were under-resourced and they were being too soft and so on. And that's because there are a lot of big tech companies based in Ireland and there'd been a lot of investigations and a lot of activity, but hardly any fines. So it's quite noticeable that this absolutely monster fine then came in. And a lot of people think that's a way of the Irish DPC demonstrating that they do take enforcement seriously. Thank you. Shana, what would you say are the most common types of violations across Europe that have resulted in enforcement action so far? So there are a couple of particularly common violations. For example, we've seen enforcement action being taken over data controllers not having sufficient legal basis for data processing, for which there have been over 250 fines issued for so far. Google, H&M and Italian Telecom are just a few of the big names that have been fined on that basis. A lack of sufficient technical and organisational measures to ensure information security is also a common violation. And we've seen just over 150 fines issued on that basis, including the widely renowned case of British Airways and Marriott, as I mentioned. We've also seen enforcement action on the basis of non-compliance with general data protection principles. We've seen over 150 fines issued in that regard, including the landmark action against Amazon, which I mentioned as well. Thanks. You've mentioned a lot of the bigger companies in the world being issued heavy fines. Do you think smaller companies also have cause for concern about enforcement action? Definitely. Obviously, we're more familiar with the bigger fines that have been laid on the giant household names that make the headlines, but the smaller companies aren't safe from enforcement action. DPAs are looking closely at some of the bigger companies in regard to big tech and testing privacy compliance, but they're not the only ones drawing the eyes of the DPAs across Europe. Many smaller organisations, which most of us have probably not heard of, have also landed themselves in hot waters with DPAs. Recently, in December 2019, the ICO had issued a fine to a London-based pharmacy for £275,000 for failing to ensure the security of special category data. Doorstep Dispensary, which was the pharmacy supplies medicines to customers in care homes and it had left approximately 500,000 documents in unlocked containers at the back of its premises in Edgware. Obviously these were special category data documents so included not only just names, addresses and date of births but it also had medical information and prescriptions and that sort of thing. It's also important to note that charities and not-for-profits have also been fined. So recently the ICO fined transgender charity Mermaids £25,000 for failing to keep personal data of its users secure. One of the things worth noting about that is if you're quite cynical about these things, you can think what's a easy fine for the ICO to bring. So if they're going up against a large tech company that would be able to lawyer up and appeal and uh, there'll be very complicated issues involved, if you're an under-resourced regulator like the ICO, it's a bit of an easier win to take on a small business for obvious infringements. The other thing to bear in mind is there are lots of hurdles that the ICO has to overcome and conditions it has to meet in order to levy a fine under the GDPR. There are lots of considerations like prior compliance history and the degree of responsibility and, and how cooperative the controller is. So all of that would also inform the ICO's enforcement approach. Thank you. Staying with the ICO for a moment, from your perspective, has the ICO shown any particular focus in terms of enforcement which companies should be wary of? Yeah, absolutely. As there has been for a number of years, there's a continued focus by the ICO on 
PECA breaches, so the privacy and electronic communications regs, in particular email marketing. So for example, the ICO find we buy any car about 200k for sending around 190 million marketing emails and around three and a half million marketing SMSs to individuals without complying with the, the soft opt-in requirements. And that led to around 42 complaints to the ICO over a 12 month period. Likewise, American Express, they were fined after it was confirmed that just over 4 million direct marketing messages were sent by Amex uh, over a 12 month period leading up till around May 2019. So those messages, they had direct marketing material in them. And the main complaint was that people hadn't provided sufficient consent. Another example would be Papa John's, the pizza company. They were fined 10 grand by the ICO for sending around 150,000 marketing messages to their customers without getting uh, appropriate consent. And email marketing, that's a continued theme because it's quite an easy, easy win for the ICO. It's fairly easy to demonstrate that the requirements haven't been complied with. And it's also something that annoys people a lot. So it generally leads to complaints, whereas slightly more esoteric compliance failings, a bit less obvious to people. Obviously, there can be large scale data breaches, which will lead to complaints. But things like nuisance marketing has been and continues to be an enforcement focus for the ICO. Thanks, Sasha. Well, we're coming up to the end of this episode. Thank you so much, Sasha and Shana, for your time and insight. For further insight, please follow Harbottle and Lewis on Twitter and LinkedIn and join us for our next episode in a fortnight's time. Mm-hmm.